0: This trade deadline edition of Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon.
1: to baseball money is fake fantasy baseball podcast on the sports gambling podcast network it is trade deadline day and boy was it an uneventful one if you are a mariners fan as i am i being blake meyer as always joined by my man ryan gilbert how you doing today ryan
0: I'm doing all right, but uh, it's been a bit of an up and down day for me. But this, this past hour of activity here, just been just been wild. Kind of ever since Ver, the Verlander deal happened, just been like I kind of kicked off everything else. Now we've seen, seen trades like we were talking before, show. So, oh, this trade happened, this trade happened. Now the trades we haven't even mentioned yet. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to uh, get into it.
1: Same, because I mean, there was a lot of action today. Um, I mean, not necessarily the biggest moves in the world that a lot of people were hoping were going to happen. Uh, Tiasco Hernandez still plays for the Seattle Mariners. I'm very bitter. So these are just going to be sprinkled in throughout the the episode. But yeah, I I mean, there was some more bigger moves made in the previous couple days. I guess the first one we can talk about from today is probably the most prominent uh, would be Justin Verlander going from the Mets back to the Houston Astros who he played for last year where he won the Cy Young and was just an absolute force in my opinion, I think this does boost his value. moving forward just because obviously Astros are way better, but uh, how much higher do you think this boosts him in your starter rankings moving forward now that he's moved from New York to Houston? Yeah.
0: As you said, it definitely increases his value looking at his, his last few starts. Like he's been, he's been pitching really well. He's been Justin Verlander when he's been able to take the ball. And now going back to, Houston, where he just won the Cy Young, won the World Series. Very comfortable there, I would imagine. I imagine it's going to be a fantastic uh, last two months of the season for Verlander. So I can't imagine anyone is going to want to be trading him. But if you do have him, it definitely uh, helps your second half here.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, he was already, I don't know if I could say he was a top 10 pitcher so far this year. He he was good, obviously. Uh, He's been good as of late. The strikeout stuff doesn't seem to quite be there like it was last year, but he's still been a good pitcher, and I think this puts him as a top-10 pitcher for the rest of the way. Houston's just so good. He's still Verlander, and pitching has been so volatile this year. A lot of the players that we thought were going to be really good just haven't been. Although some guys like Sandy Alcantara have really, really picked it up in the last five Mm -hmm. or six starts, so those guys are making a comeback, but I still think this plants Verlander pretty solidly in that top-10 moving forward
0: yeah it looks like i mean he's 13 right now on the fantasy pros expert consensus ahead of him is corbin burns uh max scherzer and then shane mcclanahan is is 10 yeah he might get up there you know nola's seven i think that's too high wheelers eight gallon nine so yeah he's up there with those guys and then yeah max scherzer was the other other big trade from the mets the mets just completely selling off everything and apparently today i'm not sure if you if you saw it on, on twitter it was rosenthal somebody had an article where Verlander or Scherzer talked to the Mets front office. And they were like, yeah, we're not trying to compete until 2025, 2026. And he was like, all I right, did. yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm done then. So, I don't know if this is like a smoke screen and then they're going to go like hard for Otani, but that's just a weird thing to make. I don't know if there's a huge free agent class at that time, but, but, but yeah, uh, switching over to the Scherzer, also going to the AL West, AL West. I, I mean, the Verlander trade makes more sense when you think about the fact that the AL West, besides Houston, loaded up. Scherzer or Texas got Scherzer and Montgomery. I think they got someone else too. Angels got Gio Angels got Tuesday Crone, Randall Critchick Angels got a bunch of guys. So AL West is going to be tough, unfortunately for for the Mariners fans, kind of falling out of it there without even selling many people. So but yeah, uh, Scherzer. Uh, I imagine he he has to kind of go up in your ranks as well.
1: Um, just ever so slightly, only because he might win a few more games. My issue with Scherzer is he's kind of notoriously, he's a fly ball pitcher. He gives up a lot of home runs. Uh, Mets is a pretty good pitcher's park. It's not the best pitcher's park, but it's a pretty good pitcher's park. Uh, And out in Texas, they do give up a lot more home runs out there. And he's given up almost two home runs per nine already. So I got to kind of evaluate how that's going to affect him for the rest of the year because if he's going to give up two 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 and a half home runs for a game the rest of the year, he's playing against. A, I mean, no offense to the Phillies, uh, Atlanta's pretty good, but I think overall he's playing against better lineups, like top to bottom, than he was at, yeah. on the Mets. So I don't know about that.
0: Angels, we made a lot of did, the they Angels are Trout. really oh, good. Maybe when Trout comes back, they did add Crone and uh Gritchick. I guess Texas is at Texas. I mean, he's pitching for Texas. Houston's a great lineup. Yeah. AOS a- a- is tough.
1: So yeah. Oh yeah. We'll the,
0: see, but... the home run ballpark factor on a baseball savant has globe, globe life field, the ninth most home run friendly while the Mets were the 19th. So the Mets were mm-hmm. the 13th most pitcher friendly for home run. So yeah, that, that, that could be a factor for him. And and that has been something where he's just given up a ton of home runs this year, 23 home runs and 19 starts. Only give up 13 home runs in 23 starts last year, but you know, change of scenery, change of going to a team that's actually in contention. Maybe he can figure something out.
1: Yeah, I, th- I do think the strikeouts for him may kind of even out his value with the home runs, though, because he's still a good strikeout guy. Still like 10 and a half Ks per nine, which is good. And Oakland strikes out a lot. Seattle strikes out a lot. Mm-hmm. For as good as the Angels lineup is, they actually still strike out quite a bit too. So I think there may be a lot more room for some strikeout numbers out here so I mean if he if he bumps that up to even like 11 and a half K's per nine out here I think you can be okay with the the two home runs
0: yeah uh, I think that's not, that's that probably not going to be too pro- problematic uh look at a few other trades that just happened padres acquired closer Scott Barlow from the Royals mm. uh I saw there was a new Royals guy that got to save uh, Carlos Hernandez got got his uh, first save of the year on the 30th so maybe he's going to be the guy in Kansas City. Um Jack Flaherty went to, went to Baltimore. I think Ryan Yarbrough is uh went to the Dodgers from KC. I think that's somebody who if you know me, you know my uh, deep league streaming articles on, on our on our Substack, think baseball.substack.com. He's one that's not rostered in a lot of spots and he should be in line for a lot more wins. He's been pitching surprisingly well, back-to-back quality starts, back-to-back wins for Kansas City. So going to a team like the Dodgers uh, is definitely going to be uh, help his value.
1: Oh, yeah. Going, going to a lot of teams, like a lot of players going to a team like the Dodgers would help their value. I think the atmosphere there, whatever it is, it just makes people play. But even David Peralta turned himself into a fantasy-relevant <laughs> outfield option in Los Angeles this year. Uh, But the thing that caught me off guard was, I mean, another would have been kind of a pretty blockbuster-ish trade. Eduardo Rodriguez turned down yeah, going to play for the Dodgers, which is wild. I I don't understand why he would do that.
0: From what I read, apparently he took some sort of leave of absence last year due to some family or personal issue. So maybe he has something going on there where, you know what, maybe... Two much even even two or three months away from his family or from whatever's going on is going to be too much for him it does, mm. does look like he he wanted to play on the east coast if anything you know what maybe he just he has a lot going on and just wants to you know finish out the year in detroit see if he can you know feel good again because he did miss most of the year he's been up and down kind of so yeah maybe he can just you know f- finish it out i'm not sure what his contract situation is but i think he has an opt-out and then he could c- come a free agent and you know see where things go there but yeah uh I mean, people don't think about that when they think about, oh, why would you block block a trade to one of the best teams in the league? But there, there's baseball players are humans too, even if it's only That's true. a few months.
1: It it could be one of those scenarios where it's like, do you want to be one of the best players on a not very good team, or do you want to be like a, a fourth mm-hmm. or fifth starter on a team contending for the World Series? He might just like playing in that division. I think it's the weakest division in baseball all around, and so he obviously he has good matchups for him. Every. Every game out, so he may just want to ride out, like you said, his contract, just pitching against lesser competition and making his numbers look better, and just trying to get a fat payday based off those numbers. The next chance that he gets,
0: yeah. And um, make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, everything there. Leave us a five star rating and review for Baseball Money Is Fake. You can go to sgpn slash fake baseball. Follow us on Twitter as well. Make sure you get in the uh, Substack, FakeBaseball.Substack.com. Uh, of course, the uh, Sports game Podcast Network Discord as well, SG.PM/discord. A lot of good conversation going on in there. And make sure you check out the new SGP Patreon, Sports game Podcast Patreon is perfect for the diehard degen. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar first place prize. Plus a monthly SGP Stories Podcast, an ad-free uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being gens. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. The Sports Government Podcast has and always will give out all their picks for free. The Patreon is just a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. Uh slash Patreon. That's sportsgovernpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right, kind of jumping all over a bit here in this show, but, but a bunch of different trades being made. But one team that's been involved in a lot of them, surprisingly, is the Miami Marlins. Uh, they went out and traded for Jake Berger from the White Sox, and then they traded for Josh Bell. They traded away uh, Gene Segura and somebody else for him. They also traded away uh, Garrett Cooper to San Diego, I believe. So it mm-hmm. looks like Josh Bell could be there starting first baseman. Jake Berger could possibly slot in there at uh, third base. Uh, What do you you think about those guys? I I know Berger has surprisingly hit 25 home runs this year, but his his (laughs) splits are kind of weird. And Josh Bell just has not done anything, despite us kind of talking him up during the offseason.
1: I will say, as of late, Josh Bell has been better. Uh, I don't think this helps either of them. Uh, Maybe Josh Bell just needed a change of scenery, which could boost him up a little bit. Uh, but, I mean, he's a switch hitter, so ballpark factor doesn't play that much into account when you're a switch hitter because you can kind of – you're hitting from both sides of the plate. The one that I'm really disappointed fantasy value-wise is Jake Berger. He's someone that I've been on for – feels like two months now <laughs> for waiver wires because he was just a steal. Like you said, 25 home runs. The problem is he hit 17 home runs at home in Chicago and only eight on the road. And he was sitting 171 on the road away from Chicago. Uh, He goes out to Miami, which is Chicago is a very, very home run friendly park. I think their park factor for right-handed hitters was like 111. They're five Uh, over
0: five fifth overall at 111.
1: Yeah. And like 100 is league average. So they're 11, Hmm. like 11% better. And uh, uh, was it Miami's that like an 86,
0: 82 fifth worst. Oh, but fourth horse, yeah, so when you don't include the London worse. stadium,
1: yeah, yeah. So uh, he—that's now Jake Berger's home park, which is not ideal. He's going up against arguably better pitching now as well. He's got to face the Phillies. He's got to face Atlanta. He's got to face—that's—I uh, mean, I'd say the Mets, but yeah, no. just it, those two teams alone. He's it's, like—it's just not an ideal setup for Jake Berger. So I think he becomes somebody that. Before even playing a game, I think it's pretty safe he could end up back on waivers if you have him on your roster, just because I don't have a lot of hope for him moving forward.
0: Yeah, I mean Jake Berger, he he kills left-handed pitching. He was great at home. And now he's going somewhere where he's not gonna be at a good home run park. I mean, you mentioned his his home run splits, his his OPS splits were nine ninety at home, six eighteen away, <laughs> batting average two fifty-seven opposed to one seventy-one. So yeah, I think I think Jake Berger is definitely gonna be somebody that may, maybe people are like, oh, now he's going to Miami. Maybe he's gonna get, maybe, and maybe that'll happen. He'll get rejuvenated a little bit, but could definitely be somebody who the Marlins trade for. Maybe think can be a starting third baseman, and then ends up kind of not not panning out there. Just that's just who Jake Berger has been in his career. He, he got he's taken advantage of a, a good hitter's park this year. You know, maybe that can continue, but I don't I don't have high hopes.
1: Uh, one person I want to see if you have high hopes for, though, the Phillies made a trade. You guys made bigger Philly, moves than we Philly's did. traded for two-way
0: American League All-Star. <laughs> Drum roll, please. From <laughs> the, what well, was it? Oh, he's on, he's on Tigers now. Former Los Angeles Angel as well, Michael Lorenzen. Uh, Michael Lorenzen has, you know, been better than, than I thought this year. Three point five eight ERA. Um, You know, he's been kind of up and down. Last start, seven innings, seven shutout innings against Milwaukee, three strikeouts. I like this. I like this move for the Phillies. I like it more for real life Phillies baseball than fantasy baseball. But obviously going from the Tigers to the Phillies is a much improvement for possibility of getting wins. It also, I think, increases the value of the guys in that rotation. Aaron Nola has done a lot better on more than five days rest. I think Zach Wheeler has as well. I think more teams should should look at doing six man rotations. That's probably what the Phillies are going to do with Wheeler, Nola, uh, Suarez, Tywan Walker, Christopher Sanchez had a no hitter in his last last start in Pittsburgh through like five or six innings. Now they add Michael Lorenzen to that. That gives them six quality starters. Lorenzen has pitched out of the bullpen before, so you know if he has to go there in the playoffs, that's that's fine. Yeah, I think he's somebody rostered in forty six percent of Yahoo leagues probably higher than I, I would have thought already. But yeah, I think that's only going to go up with uh, his trade to Philadelphia.
1: Good hair guy too, which I mean, great hair guy. apparently
0: enough. he has great biceps too, according to Brandon Marsh, who was another great, great hair guy.
1: Yeah. Great hair, great biceps. That's a, that's an all star combo. Uh, it, yeah. And Brandon Marsh speaking and pairing them together. That is, that's like when we had Jake Fraley back in the day in Seattle, just the hair flowing and uh, Taylor Otter just excellent hair in the outfield uh but lorenzen i like him because i mean he has a very hard to hit fastball it has like a batting average against under 200 decent whiff rate he throws seven pitches which is kind of wild not many people throw seven pitches nowadays you got guys like muñoz who throw two spencer strider throws like three he throws seven the only thing that worries me a bit is kind of like what we talked about with eduardo rodriguez uh, Erod stay in there so he can face the worst competition. Uh, Lorenzen looked above average in the worst division in baseball. So how is he going to look when he's now part of the NL East, having to face Atlanta and face those better rosters? I mean, even Miami's got a good roster. Yeah, the Mets Miami have a good might lineup, have the yo. best lineup. Yeah, no, I've I mean, had it. and Miami, no, not. I mean, the best lineup in oh. <laughs> in the Tigers' division in the Central. Like the the Marlins' mm. lineup would probably be the best lineup in that division. Um, so I'm curious to see how it works out for him. I mean, I've rostered him a few times this year. He's been one of those guys for me that was. I couldn't recommend him being like a full-time roster guy, but he's a little better than a streaming option. He was one of those guys that you pick up and you, you roster for three or four starts and then you drop him to go with like, Oh, this dude has a really good streaming option. And then you pick Lorenzen up a week later. He's been one of those guys for me. This knocks him down a peg. Um, If he's on your roster, I think I'm okay starting Lorenzen in his next start to see how it goes. But if Lorenzen doesn't have a great start, I'm okay if you just feel free to drop him.
0: Yeah, it looks like he's scheduled to start on Thursday down there in Miami. And yeah, Lorenzen has been very hit or miss this season. He's allowed five earned runs or more in six starts, but he's also allowed no earned runs in six starts. And he's allowed one earned run in four other starts. So 10 of his 18 starts have been one earned run or or fewer, including against, you know, not, not horrible teams. The Mets, Cleveland, White Sox, Royals, Orioles. Yeah, okay. Pretty bad teams. Pretty bad teams. He, he's, <laughs> he's pitched against Royals a few times, Oakland, Seattle, White Sox twice, and he got lit up by uh, santa Fran, Arizona, Atlanta, uh, Milwaukee, Kansas City, and Colorado. So very hit or miss. Uh, better than acquiring Thor at last year's deadline, though. He's, he's a much better acquisition for the Phillies than uh, Noah Syndergaard was. So yeah, I, I'm overall happy with with, with that move.
1: Oh, it looks like Gene Segura is going to be released by the Guardians, so he's just going to be a free agent now. Bring him
0: back, Philly. Bring him back.
1: (laughs) Has he just fallen off? Has he just not been good? I think he's been okay. He hasn't been anything crazy. I think age is getting to him a little bit, though. Hitting
0: 219 on base, 277, slugging 279. Yeah. Bring him back for for a bench back, a bench bat, a vibes guy. I I, I love Gene. (laughs)
1: All right, so another trade. I mean, I guess we, we should discuss the Angels trades a little bit because uh, like we haven't touched them at all. Yeah, yeah. We, we purposely stayed away from a lot of the trades that have happened so that we could keep it for this. Uh, first of all, uh, Renato Lopez and Lucas Giolito now pitch for the Los Angeles Angels. Giolito has already made a start for the Angels. Uh, Giolito screamed... Guy that needs a fresh start to me Mm -hmm. over his last like year and a half, two years. This may be the place that gives him that fresh start. But to be fair, a lot of the West got better. Yeah, Seattle Seattle didn't get worse. So uh, Seattle, we stayed the same. I say we because I obviously play for the team. (laughs) Oakland is just Oakland. But Houston got better. Texas got better. And the Angels got better. So it's going to be interesting because he's coming from that same division we were talking about with like Eduardo Rodriguez and Michael Lorenzen. Uh, so how much of a boost do you think Gio gets playing for the Angels or like what kind of outlook do you have for him moving forward? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know
0: if it improves or, or decreases it that much. I think it's still very much touch and go like you were talking about with uh with Lorenzen, obviously, Gallardo is, is a better pitcher than Michael Lorenzen. He's rostered in ninety-one percent of leagues. You're not going to drop him, but yeah, that first start at Toronto, you know, at Atlanta is his next start tomorrow, Wednesday afternoon. So that's that's not uh, two good starts there for him. Uh, two good matchups out of the gate. I, I, I'm I still think he he has the stuff to be you know a number solid number two number three pitcher for for a team and it could be a solid number three, number four pitcher for a fantasy team. So, yeah, I don't love Giolito. I don't hate him. It doesn't really change my opinion on him one way or the other.
1: Hey, he's got a good slider and changeup, which is cool. Uh, slider's got a 36% whiff rate, changeup almost a 31% whiff rate. The biggest thing for him was his fastball. Seems to be hittable. I mean, this year it's at a 249 expected batting average, which is right around what it was last year which isn't terrible. He just seems to give up a ton of big hits off that. His expected slugging is four fifty five. Um, for me, he's probably just shooting off the hip. I think Giolito is probably a top top 60 starter for me still moving forward. but I'd say probably safely between 50 and 60. I don't think is a top 50 starter for me moving forward maybe 56, 57. I'd have to see who else I have in that range. But there, uh, there's value there. But I think it, y- your expectations need to be tempered a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just going off the Fantasy Pro's expert consensus rest of the season. He's at 35. Guys down there at 60. 60 is Ranger Suarez. So he's better than Ranger Suarez. He's better than Heaney. He's better than Merrill Kelly. Better than Tyler Merrill Wells, Kelly's who got sent really down. Good. He's better than Bailey Ober. John, John Gray, maybe not. Reed Detmers or Lucas Giolito. Reed Detmers has been good recently, striking out guys.
1: I'd call him a. I mean, I hate to say this, I I call him a wash. I, there's going to be people people that don't like that, but I, I don't. Has
0: been great in the second half.
1: Yeah, I, I don't objectively think one is better than the other. I think like that's probably, I think Reed Detmers' ceiling is Lucas Giolito, and I think Lucas Giolito is probably right now what he's going to be. So. Yeah, maybe maybe forty five to fifty range for for Giolito, somewhere around there. Thirty five or whatever you said is too high. I'd have to see what I haven't met on mine. I haven't updated my pitcher rankings in about a month, so. Well, it and says the worst. It, it says
0: the worst he's ranked is forty two. So that, that that might be you. The that best is thirty five. The worst is
1: forty two. <laughs> that could that could very well be me. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, before we move over to the hitters here, uh, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. NFL season's right around the corner, and Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props. And it's available in a ton of markets, plus plenty of opportunities to win their daily MLB contests. And, of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4, where first place gets $3 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And the uh, other Angels big trade that uh, probably will impact their fantasy value a bit more, they acquired uh, Randall Gritchick and CJ Krohn from the Rockies. Obviously, they're not going to be playing at Coors Field anymore, but CJ Krohn will be hitting right around Otani. He's hitting three. Otani's uh, leading off or hitting second tonight. Uh, Gritchik's down there, six-seven around Moniac, Renfro, Mustakis is in that lineup. Better lineup. Worst ballpark. Uh what, what do you make of Crone of or Gritchick now?
1: Man, I think Crone takes a pretty significant ding. It's because ding. Yeah. I mean he's betting he's batting around Otani, which is cool, but the problem is we always talk about that uh, coors field factor for players. It's honestly hasn't been this evident in a player in a long time. He hit two like two fourteen. Away from Coors Field last year, he hit 235 away from Coors in 2021. He hit like 326 at Coors Field in 2021. It's like very, very significant differences. I think he's batting uh, 20 points lower on the road this year away from Coors Field. And while that normally wouldn't be like a crazy thing, like, oh, he's batting 300 away rather than 320 away. The difference in that is huge. Like last year, he hit 217 away from Coors Field, and his OPS was like a, a hundred points lower. That's when it becomes a problem when his away stats become that of a player that's not that good fantasy wise. He now becomes like a 20 home run for the year type of player that's going to hit 240, which is very, very underwhelming, especially at first base where. First base isn't loaded, but first base has enough people that you don't have to, like, jump on a guy that's going to hit only 20 home runs and bat 240. CJ Chrome becomes very average at this point for me. Randall Gritchick has multi-position eligibility, if I remember correctly, which helps. Let me,
0: let me, just, let me just hop in on Chrome okay, 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 okay. I'm
1: the complete opposite of you. I, I think this definitely
0: increases his value if anything obviously the course field factor is known but he has more home runs away than at home six in 27 games opposed to five and uh, 30 games at home yeah batting average is 278 opposed to 238 still hitting close to 260 on the year still you know or 11 home runs and 200 at bats on pace for 20 25 home runs he's, he's hit at other places before he started his career in with the angels 30 home runs in tampa 25 with with the twins before going to the rockies and i think batting behind shohei otani who's going to get intentionally walked a ton especially when, once mike trout comes back it's going to be trout probably a trout there they could keep a uh, refigo up there or reggie and keep him lead off but they're gonna have trout otani crone somewhere in that order moniac can also you know c- catch fire i think crone is going to have a his rbis will go up a ton and as long as he can you know you know, take advantage of that opportunity and convert some of those uh, those chances. I think this definitely helps his value.
1: Do you think it helps Grichik as well?
0: I know I, I, Grichik is was somebody I was looking at even before the trade happened. I thought he was going to be worth picking up either way. Um, I believe he has three home runs so far since uh, July twenty eighth, which is one home run in his Angels debut in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, last night. Yeah, Grichik's is. He's hitting 307. He has power, two stolen bases. So not gonna get too much speed, but yeah, Grichik I think is is overlooked by a lot of people because mm-hmm. you know he is in that course field and not performing too well. But he was great with St. Louis, great with Toronto earlier in his career, and I think giving him a lineup like that is just gonna help him too.
1: Yeah, I I do think it helps Grichik fairly significantly, especially he is a guy that's kind of been an outfield like an outfield three, outfield four type of guy this season like good numbers not crazy numbers but good he's hitting over 300 he's got nine home runs on the year but I I love him in points leagues especially he's got a a strikeout rate like 20% 20. 20.4% somewhere right around there which is good like in a points league if you can get guys under 25% strikeout rate that's beneficial he doesn't walk the most but he's got a walk rate like 7% so there's some value there and I think the way he plays bodes well to playing in los angeles he hits a lot of line drives and that is a great line drive hitters park and so uh, hitting around guys like otani trout when trout comes back moniac all of those Mm -hmm. guys is going to only boost up his uh, hell even if it's just scoring runs his counting stats are going to go up pretty significantly, I think. And he now, like, he's solidified as an outfielder three for me moving forward, where he was like kind of a fringe guy before. He's an outfield three with maybe very back-end outfield two value, depending on league size, league type, and all of that. I I, I love Randall Gritchick moving forward. Yeah, and here is a a look at
0: uh, Randall Gritchick's baseball savant page. It is, it's fairly red, a good expected batting average here, 83rd percentile of lastly, middle barrel rate kind of low. However, looking at uh, looking at CJ Crone here is uh, very red. Barrel, barrel, barrel rate is 94th percentile, expected batting average 83rd, expected slugging 90th. Average exit velocity is down, but he has that max exit velocity up. So, yeah, I think both of these guys are Crone and, and then Gritschik here again. That uh, that rolling expected woba has been going up recently. So, yeah, I think uh, getting getting in into getting into contention too also helps players kind of get back into things. It's like, okay, we're going, instead of just playing out these last two months of the season, you know, you know, focus on individual stuff. It's like, okay, we can make the playoffs. We can we can go out and we can do something here and, and it's not just worrying about, okay, what, what my at it's is worrying about, okay, what's going on around me? Let's make sure I can do it to help, help the team win and kind of help them lock in a bit more.
1: Somebody that I want to ask you about Kind of a show favorite. He was traded today, <laughs> which means we get to talk about him more. Good old Dick Mountain. Yes. Rich Hill. Him and Mariner's legend G-Man Choi were traded to the San Diego Padres today. From Pittsburgh, uh Rich Hill has had a very interesting year. Overall, he's not very good. He he's an older like back end starter, like he's gonna be their number five starter that i think like you can't expect the world from him but i mean his name's literally well, it's rich hill but it's dick mountain <laughs> which just makes it fun in, in in of itself um i can't admit this doesn't boost rich hill's value for me any but g man choi becomes interesting for me because he's been a little bit of an afterthought i know he was decent in tampa bay not like blowing anybody out of the water but he was decent and now he moves to a place in San Diego where a lot of these kind of afterthought guys have gone to and kind of uh, I don't want to say had resurgence like Gary Sanchez went there and all of a sudden he was hitting dingers everybody saw what Matt Carpenter did last year when he went to San Diego hitting dingers Nelson Cruz even had his moment where he went out there and he was hitting dingers G-Man Choi this year has a 25.5% barrel rate on the season. I mean, it's a very small sample size, so take that how you want. It's 23 games, but a 25.5% barrel rate. Average exit velocity is almost 94 miles an hour, and he has a 60% hard hit rate. 205 batting average, 262 expected batting average. I, honest to God, think that there could be some value in (sighs) G-Man Choi for the rest of the year because he's – He's been so down the waiver wire list, so not owned in any leagues this year. If he can get some kind of consistent at-bats in San Diego, I mean, even if he gets Matt Carpenter level at-bats in San Diego, G-Man Choi gets interesting. You don't have a 25.5% barrel rate by accident. Last year, he had a 12% barrel rate, which was pretty good. And I mean, he hit 11 home runs in 113 games. He's not going to hit 40 home runs, but he's good. Am I the only one that's this excited about G Man Choi, or is this just kind of a is this um, just kind of a me thing?
0: Yeah, but looking at since he's returned from his Achilles injury, he started the year off pretty bad. But since returning on July seventh, he is eleven for forty-one, four home runs, three doubles, nine RBIs, twelve strikeouts. Not great for points leagues. Uh, <laughs> hitting two sixty-eight, OPS of nine thirty. Uh, but yeah, that's four home runs in 10 starts, 14 games. He should be getting more, more playing time as the, uh, Padres DH most likely. So yeah, he's rostered in 1% of Yahoo leagues. I, I thought for good reason, but looking at, looking at those numbers, the barrel rate and whatnot, maybe he is worth, worth a look in in those deeper leagues or if you're looking for, for some power and, uh, yeah, I, I, I like Rich Hill. I think Rich Hill going from, you know the NL Central, with the Pirates, who have completely fallen off since their hot start, to the Padres, who you know aren't great themselves, but I think they're more capable of uh, streaming for wins for, with Rich Hill. If you, if you, if you're wanting to do that, because like Rich Hill's not not someone you can count on to get a bunch of strikeouts. Sometimes he will, but sometimes he'll throw seven innings and only strike out two. But he's consistent. He's never going to you know go out and, and and wow people, but he'll give up two or three runs. Five six innings. Uh, I think he's he's going to be more of a matchup play the rest of the way.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. Matchup play is probably a good a good way to look at him. And now the moment I've been waiting for. I got to go in on the Mariners real quick. I'm not going to go in on the Mariners. (laughs) I got to talk the Mariners because they actually did make a real trade. Uh, They traded Paul Sewald to the Arizona Diamondbacks for uh, Dominic Canzone, Josh Rojas. And Ryan Bliss, minor leaguer. Uh, first of all, I think this is huge for Paul Seawald. I love Paul Seawald. He's an excellent closer. The Mariners had to do what they had to do because at the end of the day, he's a 33-year-old reliever. Andres Munoz and Matt still, so moving him for something makes sense. He now closes for for an incredible team. I think I talked about this yesterday, but I got to say it again. He closes for an incredible team now. And I think he's going to be, I mean, he could be a top five closer the rest of the way out there in Arizona. Uh, Rojas. I think uh, for Seattle has sneaky value. I need to see the Mariners lineup come out to really get a read on where they're going to bat him in the lineup and that sort of thing. I think Canzon is, should be in the lineup today too. He, I think becomes the most exciting one because Mike Ford fucking sucks. So I think Canzone now should take the DH role because that's kind of what he is, DH first base. He becomes a sneaky one because he had some pretty good pop in the minor leagues. I think he should be on people's radar. I wouldn't say pick him up right now, but I think he should be on people's fantasy radar. In 15 team or deeper leagues, I think he could be owned. And then somebody like Teoscar Hernandez stayed with the Mariners. Very surprising. Uh, He was shot very heavily um, what I read was that, oh, obviously people weren't giving up much for hitters this year. Pitchers were what everybody was after. And I read that the Mariners weren't able to get an offer that was much better than a compensatory pick. And so they elected to just keep T Oscar Hernandez. I think he may have a. Whoo, he may have a, uh, little lesser role moving forward just because his defense has actually been that bad that he should be relegated to uh, DH duties. Now, if he splits those with Canzone moving forward, that would be interesting. Uh, I think Cade Marlowe is here to stay in the outfield. Shout out Cade Marlowe's mom. She actually just followed me on Twitter like two minutes ago while we're recording this. So if you're seeing this live, I appreciate the follow. Everybody else should go follow me as well and follow the show at Fake Baseball. But anyways, uh, I think there is a lot of value in those players that the Mariners received from Arizona. Uh, I think it's very overlooked because everybody sees Paul Sewald, all-star closer, was traded for a bunch of guys that are kind of a who to a lot of people. But when you look deeper, Rojas in 2021 and 2022 was fantasy relevant. He had good seasons. Uh, I did have him inside my top 15. Uh, God. I think I had him in my top 15 middle infielders coming into this year. He started out really hot and then struggled and got sent down. So that backfired a little bit, but there's promise there with somebody like Rojas. And Kenzoni could hit 10 dingers for the rest of the year. 10 15 dingers should be amazing. So keep an eye out for those Mariners players. I don't really know where it's going with that, but they needed to be touched on because they're they're guys that got traded that are going to be hitting in the major league lineup for the rest of the year. So yeah, they're I fantasy relevant
0: absolutely and, and you're the one to talk on him you're, you're you're the marriage expert so yeah i'm just trying to trying to uh look make sure we didn't miss out on any trades paul de young to, to to the uh blue jays he's one of those guys that you know hit 30 home runs in 2019 and then has, has hit like maybe 40 total since so uh good news for boba though he, he it looks like he's not gonna mm-hmm. go on the il um i had just traded him so if he if he did it wouldn't have been the worst thing but yeah good for good for the blue jays but paul de young maybe uh guy there. I don't know if there's anything else you can guys can throw out in the chat while while we're doing this before we close it out. Yeah, make sure as Blake said, you follow us on Twitter at Fake Baseball, TikTok. Blake's been killing it. YouTube, you can search for us there. Our, our Twitter has a link tree in it with with everything in it. Uh, our Substack, Fake Baseball com. Going to try to do. I, I want to commit to daily, but maybe maybe twice, three times a week. Uh, deep League streaming, hoping to add more mm. features on there mm-hmm. as the season moves along. Let us know what you want to see on there uh but yeah that's i think there's no other real major trades we missed out on i'm not sure if you have any top of mind
1: i uh, i think that's about it i don't think who's at luis urias was trading. Urias to, boston. To, to, to
0: boston yeah that's
1: I, I that's not anything crazy for me he's he was a top prospect guy that hasn't really panned out so i don't think there's a ton of value there and obviously Trevor story comes back soon and Adalberto Alberto Mondesi is probably going to come back at some point as well. So then you start to wonder where the hell is your going to play. So yeah, not the biggest fan of that one. Kike Hernandez got traded. I don't think he has a lot of value for the rest of the year. Uh, who else was it? that got traded. Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty. The O's. To, yeah. Uh, that, that, good for the, I think good for the was, O's, yes. honestly. They needed to do that. I, I think, I think his value goes up. For the mm-hmm. rest of the year, playing for a much, 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 much better team, and if Dean Kremer can have a four-five ERA, Ooh, I love and Dean Kremer. Like he was leading the league in wins at one point. If he can do that, Jack Flaherty can def- definitely do that for the rest of the way. So <laughs> yeah, I think um, this is a big, big boost to his value. Do you have a, uh, a eulogy for
0: Colton Wong, who has been designated for assignment for his time in, in Seattle?
1: <sighs> Colton. <laughs> It's been fun. The hype was there when you came in. You came in with the good vibes. You were all about Seattle when you first got traded to us. And we were here for it. We loved it. You started out slow and we all had hope. And you literally just ended slow as well. It never got better. Um, So I hate to see you go, but I'm not going to miss you. I hope you do end up in Boston where they said you may be getting traded to. But as far as in Seattle... God, it sounds terrible to say, but I think you're going to end up as one of those guys that people forgot you played for the Mariners because it was just not good. So adios, Colton. It, Have a good one.
0: It, it wasn't good. It wasn't long, but it certainly was a time
1: for Colton Wong in Seattle. Dude, he was one of our big guys that we got in the offseason. I remember he lost you, tra- his job. you traded,
0: what, Winker for him? or
1: Yeah, and right? he lost his starting job in like four weeks. That's how long it took him to lose his starting job. And we didn't have another second baseman.
0: Jesse Winker is worse. Corden Wong at least has two home runs (laughs) this year. Winker only only has one. Both hitting below 200. What what a trade for those guys.
1: I know. And Abraham Toro went to Milwaukee, too. Who also, he just fucking, I don't like Abraham Toro. Also one of my least favorite (laughs) manners of all time. Uh, But make sure you guys do follow us on uh, YouTube and everywhere. Twitter YouTube is fake baseball money. TikTok, fake baseball money. Twitter is at fake baseball. Um, We said it last show, and I'm going to say it again. When it comes to uh, podcast growing, one of the things that helps the most is you guys hitting the follow button on whatever platform it is that you listen. We don't ask for much, but if you guys just hit that follow button, that is actually what helps us rise up in the podcast rankings and have more people around the world see us. And we work so hard on this. So if you guys could just hit that follow button, we would greatly appreciate it. And you guys can catch me on Twitter. Hit me with all your fantasy questions at Balake B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And you can follow me on Twitter at R Gilbert S O P. And we'll catch you guys next time. See ya.